This is Microchrisome Podcast, a podcast brought to you by Microchrisome Platform, also known as the Connoisseur in Food Reporting. Like smoking is so cool. Like when you say I smoked this piece of meat, that's like extra flex because smoking is not for everyone. Smoking is hard. You really, really need to know how to smoke your food for it to be perfect and to maintain the flavor. Like I said, there's just that thin line between having perfectly charred food or your food being burned. Life began when fire was discovered by early humans. Historical, archaeological, and anthropological records show that this dates back to about 1.5 million years ago. This discovery has led to human civilization and technological advancements. Was this discovery accidental? And how has this impacted humans' day-to-day life? In this episode, We'll be looking at how the discovery of fire has impacted our life as humans by creating unique and fashionable ways of cooking. My name is Iyanolua Fagbiyetimitokwe. Welcome to episode 7 of the food podcast that focuses on food reportage and discussion with food-oriented people. Today, what we're going to do is that we're going to spice it up a little bit. Okay. I've got my uh, Heinz uh, crushed chili, as well as the beautiful Paco curry. Is All it right. medium or is it hot? This one I have been watching a recipe on YouTube yeah, so from the channel know, Wood Kitchen. And hence, why I'm putting in those dry chilies, just to give so it just, just a little just, bit more okay. in there. Yeah. So, on with the our meal pots. The meal prepared is called Bougie Village Chicken. Let's get cracking. Right, a little bit of oil. Let that heat up slightly. One minute, 20 seconds into the video, you can hear Clara talking about the use of charcoal in cooking. Clara's voice is what you heard at the start of the episode. Because we're cooking on the mbaula. And there's also something about cooking on the mbaula as well. I don't know what it is. Yes. What is I always science? tell everyone that when you cook something on the mbaula, the taste is different. Yeah. Exactly. It's, whether it's the smokiness of the charcoal or what, I don't know. It's something about the the time is 1 p.m. Nigerian time and 2 p.m. Zambian time. I just connected with Clara Boali, who is in Zambia, creative director of Black Garlic. We started a conversation on how hot the temperature has been recent. It's good. It is hot right here in Nigeria today. Yes, it's hot. This is really hot. It is really hot. And also about the connection issues and glitches we had during the conversation. Like we can't just get enough of it already. No, when you start asking, it it goes okay, quiet. It triggers. And disappear. When you ask me if I can hear you, I can okay, hear you. Okay, can you okay. hear me now? It is Sorry? perfect. I can actually hear you. I know the distance is quite long, and I know that is the issue we are having right here. It is. You are in East Africa, so it's a distance. You, just, you may not hear From me. Here to Nigeria. From here to Nigeria. Okay, so I was asking. <laughs> It is a perfect time to let you know that fire was first discovered in the Paleolithic age. Homo erectus was credited with the invention of fire during the early stone age. It's most likely from our ancestors. I wouldn't know exactly. I just found my people smoking and cooking. So for smoking, I believe this has been a method from very long ago. Our ancestors, our parents, our grandparents, they used it as a technique to preserve food. 
because I remember when I was a little girl, my grandma would come all the way from the village and you know, she would come with a whole goat, like a smoked goat. She would prepare it for months and months and then she would, has been passed on from generation to generation in Africa. The Paleolithic people were inventors as they were the first to create clothing. Most Paleolithic inventions and technologies were in the form of tools and weapons like bows and arrows. If you are still wondering if the fire was one of the accidental discoveries, yes, the discovery of fire is accidental. Research shows that 100 and 100 centuries ago, there were Advasi who rubbed two stones together and the fire was discovered. Advasis are a heterogeneous set of ethnic and tribal groups considered the aboriginal population of South Asia. Okay, so what now makes this technique unique and indigenous, if I must say? Yeah. You know what I think makes the technique unique? I think it's, it's an act of love because you can't just wake up like now and say, I'm going to smoke my meat and it's going to be ready in 10 minutes. You actually need to think and prepare and decide that you're going to smoke today. So for me, it makes it unique because it takes time, it takes patience, and you really, really need to know the art of smoking so that you can have a perfectly smoked piece of meat, depending on what it is that you're smoking for that particular day. For me, that's what makes it unique, the time and the effort and the technique. For you to smoke or char your food, you have to understand the intricacies that go into perfectly doing it. Clara explains better. So obviously when you char your food, charring is it's not necessarily burning. You know that, that stage before you burn your food? That's charring. So when you give your food like a nice brown outer coat, it can be a piece of meat, it can be your peppers, and you can do this over a countertop, over the gas, even on charcoal, you can do that. But for smoking, you need either a smoker and you need some wood because the wood is what keeps the, the beef or the meat that particular special flavor. So yes, I think for me that's a difference. The, the equipment used to achieve charring or smoking. As we already established in this episode, smoking and charring are unique. But what makes it fashionable? Is it a special effect it gives food or the fact that it is an indigenous cooking technique? Extremely, like smoking is so cool. Like when you say I smoked this piece of meat, that's like extra flex because smoking is not for everyone. Smoking is hard. You really, really need to know how to smoke your food for it to be perfect and to maintain the flavor. But for charring, even charring, charring is also not easy because like I said, there's just that thin line between having perfectly charred food or your food being burned. So it's those seconds and those minutes that you kind of need to master before you burn your food or you have charred food pretty much. So both of them, um, they're really fashionable because they're not easy. Sodium chloride that is salt was and is still pretty much used to preserve food. Foods such as locust beans and fish have always been salted to prolong their shelf life. Among the oldest methods of preserving food, you have drying, 
refrigerating and fermenting. The industrial revolution brought about modern methods that include canning, pasteurization, freezing, irradiation and the addition of chemicals. The use of more potent chemicals unlike salt, which has been adopted over time to preserve food. But what makes salt different from the rest is the more natural and less manipulation that goes into its creation and use, making it less hazardous. I think pre preservatives are never a good idea. They're never a good idea because I believe they're not natural. But if we can preserve our food the natural way, like you're saying, smoking or curing food with salt, like you said, especially curing. I know we also have we usually call it small, uh, sorry, salted fish. Mm. So where your fish is preserved using salt, there is no way any form of bacteria can get to your meat or your fish or whatever. And it lasts for a really, really long time because then it's bacteria free and it can last for months, even years, depending on how well you do it. So for me, I believe it's cheaper, it's affordable and it's healthier. I mean, everyone has a packet of salt in their house, not so. Rather than you looking for preservatives and then maybe you buy the wrong ones and then maybe it doesn't work, it ends up being expensive. But if you can do it with your smoking or your curing, I believe you're spending money, you maintain the flavor and you're supporting the locals. I'm sure there was that mom that smokes fish or that dad around the corner that's known for smoking or curing their beef. You are supporting the local economy by supporting the people that know how to do this the correct way. So yes, preservatives, yes, but uh, not a good idea. In recent discussion on global warming and the need to embrace sustainable cooking, the use of open fire as wood and charcoal have been hugely criticized. Climate change has first become something we put into consideration in our day-to-day -day interactions, our actions and inactions. Even as we continue to enable the use of certain cooking techniques, there is a need to look inward for better alternatives to go about achieving such. Are there challenges in this regard and is it sustainable? Yes, obviously if you're going to do the smoking the traditional way, I know, I know now there are, there are smokers that use gas on the market, but they are not readily available and they are still on the pricier side. So for now, almost everyone has to use wood or charcoal to smoke their food. Obviously in the wrong, long run, this is not sustainable for the climate because it means we need to cut down a lot of trees to ensure that our food is smoked. So yeah, it's it's not sustainable on it's not sustainable on on our climate, unfortunately, unfortunately. So I'm happy now that they are making alternatives like using gas. I know there are smokers that um, allow you to use a small amount of wood in comparison to the traditional way of doing it, where you kind of need like lots of charcoal for this for the meats to have all the flavor, you end up using so much. But at least now, I think everyone is catching on to the save the climate, plant a tree, save a tree movement. So at least new ways of smoking are being introduced. And I'm sure with time and technology, I'm sure a solution would be found where little or no trees are used while maintaining the traditional taste of smoking.
Thank you, Clara, for that comment. As we adopt various means to preserve and cook our meals to derive the required taste and flavor, we need to start weighing other favorable options. Note, this episode isn't condemning the indigenous or modern methods of cooking or preserving, but it is important that some of these methods are improved in a bid to protect ourselves and save the climate at large. Let's quickly get back to Mr. Wood and Clara, who are still making the bougie village chicken. To start boiling, all of those flavors from the chicken will start coming out. Ooh, it's going to be gonna amazing. Be I can't wait. can't wait. Even though they aren't smoking or charring, okay. the use of charcoal or firewood in cooking have a different feel and flavor a lot of people, just like Clara and Mr. Wood attest to being present in food whenever such source of fire is used. Making fire a really strong tool depended on to make food cooked and worth consuming. Many thanks to Mr. Wood and Lulu from the Wood Kitchen, also Ghana and David for their help on this episode. This episode was produced by me, Iyanolu Afagbiete Mitokwe. Microcrisome Podcast is a production of Microcrisome Platform. Thank you very much for listening.